You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Yvonne, this is warbling like a crown It causes child Jesus Cause he lights the main And he sends him to the finest school in town Yvonne Live on lots of money. It makes a lot they say. Spends his days counting in a garage by the motorway. He was born upon the two upon on a Christmas day when the New York Times said God is dead and the war's begun. Oh, Alvin Tostig, a hell of a Good morning. Today. Welcome, morning, Lone Star. Dick and Skippy, 904 on the dot here in the Lone Star Studios. It's Monday morning, the dawn of a brand new week. Raise your hands, raise your heart. Raise your head to the stars and say, we're going to make it to Friday in one piece. Thought I'd get inspirational this morning. Hope it worked. You got Dick and Skippy here in the morning. We're sponsored by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Jay Stittleberg for County Judge. Thanks to our sponsors. We really appreciate it. If you want to learn how to sponsor the show, give us a call. Drop an email to dick at irlonestar.com. Give us a call, 936-647-3776. Check us out on Facebook, Mornings with Lone Star, or Mills, M-W-L-S, and, uh, or IRLoneStar.com. You know, we also have an app. You can take us with you. You can fit Dick and Skippy in your pocket. So if you want, cool. the, if you want the Morning Dynamic Duo to just, you know, be hugging your hip right there along with you, like, download the app. It's a lot of fun. All right. And it goes beyond us, too. There are other shows. It's true. You know, in the afternoons, we got the Reluctant Cowboy, Rick, with Afternoons with Lone mm-hmm. Star. We got the Reverend Julian Shea. We got Grit and Grace on Saturdays. Ticket Stub <laughs> on Thursdays. We're just chock full of, of shows here. Yeah. Well, I want to uh, welcome everybody. It is October 1st. It is the first of the new month. Good. And it is Monday. And it's 9.03, or 9.05, actually. Now 9.06. And uh, we got plenty of guests today. We'll run down the guest lineup before we take our break. So note that for me, Skippy. You got it. And I want to welcome everybody. We are on Facebook Live, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and of course worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, and then the weekend. Did you have a good weekend? I did indeed. Uh, paying for it physically today, but uh, yeah, uh Enjoyed family time and hit opening weekend uh, on Sunday to the Renaissance Festival. Oh, really? How did that go? Well, the rain's held off. We actually went expecting it to rain and thinking, okay, no one will show up. 
So we went there relatively early because the map said that rains would come around two o'clock, like a big old front. So we're loaded up with umbrellas and and hats and and ponchos ready to go. Well, the rains never came, and as the day progressed, more and more people came when they realized the rains weren't going to hit. So it was a lot of fun. Met a lot of friends there. I have several friends that work there at the Renaissance Festival. Yeah, I remember uh, after doing a couple working with a couple people from the two theaters here when I went to the festival i noticed a lot of people and it was really weird because my friends like how do you know all these people and i was like well i'm a carny you know but uh (laughs) but no that's great it was opening weekend too folks so you pretty much got every weekend till i believe it's the first weekend in december is that what it is it ends the first weekend Uh, it's the weekend after thanksgiving is typically okay so thanksgiving thursday plenty of time so the and i believe it's actually friday saturday and sunday for that final weekend, but at least that's Saturday cool. and Sunday. Yeah, I know they have a lot of exciting things going on each and every year. Do you know what the newest thing they're doing this year? I have no idea. They usually have they usually have like one new thing oh, every year. I see. Unfortunately, I haven't been the last like two years. Well, or I know so. they did the masquerade, and that was a couple years ago, mm-hmm. which was a big deal because it they left the park open after hours. There, there were lots of notes saying that there was after hours yeah. shenanigans. Now we left relatively early. We left when there was still plenty of daylight left. And so didn't say. I'm presuming the fireworks are back on. Okay. Because you remember during the the, the drought and the wildfire, they 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 stopped the fireworks for. I bet their pocketbook like that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was a lot, a lot of people enjoyed it. A lot of fun. They have a lot more merchants. We actually made our own candle, and it wasn't like dipping your hand in wax. I mean, this was like an actual multi-layered candle that the. Uh, so my daughter had a lot of fun creating okay. that. Yeah, it was just it was fun. Good family time. Desperately well, needed. That's fun. So that that's what we did. What about you? Man, I bowled. Uh, Holly and I got our bowling balls made. We uh, found a cool place over in Old Town, near Old Town Spring called Craig's Bowling Supply, and uh, that ge- that guy knows everybody. So if you want to if you want to uh, get your bowling ball made, there's a place. Cool. So we got the whole thing. We got shoes, and we got that, and we bowled. Now, what is? Do you mind me asking what the average cost of a bowling ball is? I'm just, yeah, is no, it I worth went, the cost? I, I went into the world of it. Well, okay. So the way I approached it, and uh, I approached it for the importance for Holly, and the reason of that being is when you go bowling at bowling alleys, there's the house balls, and the quality of the house balls are always kind of like a, a, it, it's a hit or a miss, depending on the place you go. Mm-hmm. And her hand, her hand's so small, and basically what the guy said was, you have kid size, you have kids length fingers, but adult size thumbs. <laughs> so her hand is so unique to when she. Plays. So your fiance is a genetic mutation. Yes. Okay. And uh, well, every time we go bowling, her hand would hurt really bad because she couldn't ever properly bowl the ball in proper bowling form, and so she would have to actually claw it like this. Oh, because wow. her her fingers couldn't reach, so if, she. If you can't see, his hand looked like Nightcrawler's hand. Yeah, from so X-Men. when she was throwing it, she could never be consistent on stuff. So I was like, "We're gonna get you a ball because we're in a league, and we're gonna. I wanna. I want you to do the best you can." And I saw that getting a ball would allow her to do the best she can. And then I was looking at balls, and I was like, "I'll, I'll try to do because uh, I, I was talking to a bunch of people there. They do fingertip bowling." And I wanted to try that out, which fi- finger. You just go to yeah, the first so, knuckle. Yeah, well, yeah, first knuckle bowling, and that's what I'm going to try. And so I got a ball. So to answer your question, it depends on uh, what how what, what size of the ball you want to get the the he- the heaviness, mm-hmm. and uh, also what you want the ball made out of. 
So we both got regular, I would call it very similar to what a house ball would be at the very beginning of a house ball, not chipped or anything like that. And we, you could walk out of there with the holes drilled for 140 bucks. 140 bucks. Now, do, does yours have like the the floating skull head hologram? No, it's just like it? a green whatever. Uh, the Then it goes all the way up to like you can buy a baseball for $200 without getting drilled. And drilling depends on where you go, like $20, $40 just depends and how do they do they like laser guide your fingers or? no he had like a compass kind of deal and uh when i say compass i meant more of a protractor and it's like a round thing that you put your hand over and then it has it has that and he measures it and then uh he knew what he was doing which was great craig craig actually was the owner so it was cool to meet him and then how, how his enthusiasm for bowling and one thing that I learned, though, and this is this is something that I wish they would tell us more. So, since I'm part of the league, the league at 300 bowling, and I paid dues, my annual dues to like I guess it's the bowling association or some whatever. I get to bowl at participating bowling alleys for two dollars a game. And I'm presuming that's I've I've been bowling, but I can't remember how much I paid. Well, it's just different. Okay. So, like, if you go on a Friday night, they're gonna jack up the price you go 10 12 15 20 bucks. and okay. but no matter what time of the day and day it's two dollars for the league people and so i tried that out and it was a great time for my pocketbook because holly and i practice on friday for i think we practice about seven games each which is a lot i mean we're bowling for a long time but it didn't it didn't break my, my pocketbook because that, that would probably cost me a hundred dollars around right? there now, if For you ever people. if you ever saw the movie The Lady in Water, the M Night Shyamalan mm-hmm. movie, and you know you have these really funky characters, and one of them is a guy. I think it's Freddie Rodriguez is the actor who's basically only worked out one side of his body, so like his left arm is is really really puny and weak, but his right arm is like Conan the Barbarian. Is that going to be you and Holly with these balls? Oh, I don't know because uh, Holly's still trying to learn her form. She actually did break a hundred. Nice. So I was very impressed with that with her. And hopefully her curve of improving is a lot faster than my curve so she can catch that and we can be really competitive to one another. But, uh, but yeah, because my goal is to hit break 200. And do you have a time limit on that? Uh, I can see myself doing it in about four months. And you mean in one game? Yeah, 200 points in one game. Okay, yeah. so yeah, I'd, I'd be cheating. Yeah, I can. I bowl 200. Over about well, the, 12 the, games. the ball it's it's significant to where you're you're my I immediately went up ten to I would say ten to twenty more frames like I was consistently getting eight to nine every time I bowled or a strike. Not bad. So not too shabby, my young friend. And that's why my my key is to be consistent. And that's why I'm trying to teach, like discipline my 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 throw, my form, and my steps because I just want to be consistent. I don't want to like. I can't. Do, I don't even want to try to do the spin stuff yet because I learned how speed is important in today's game. Because the more, the faster the ball, the more impact, and the, hopefully the more pins you hit, or the pins go flying and knock down other pins. Because yeah. like Holly wanted to get like an eight pound ball, for example, and like if, we get, <laughs> if you get an eight pound ball, it's going to bounce off the pins. So we got her eleven pound ball. But yeah, that's what we did. We uh, we bowled. Many bowlings. So nicely done. Yeah. Well, cool. I'll come check you guys out sometime. Maybe I'll I'll go to one of the cheap two dollar nights. 
And yeah, uh, over at 300 Bowling, it's $2 Wednesdays all day. And then Sunday is $2, I think, from like 1 to, I don't know, 1 to 6 or something like that. Or you can just join a league for $25 a year and pay $2 whenever. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I'll, I'll, well, it depends on what nights, but usually my evenings are filled with either work or something theater-related. Yeah. So. Well, they have a lot of leagues around town. New Bowling Alley opened up on 105 towards Cut and Shoot. And it's kind of amazing because you well, being in that store over in Old Town Spring, Craig's Bowling Supply, I met probably three people that were bowling somewhere around town, and they'd go to other bowling alleys because of the days that, like, what works for them. Mm-hmm. So Thursday works for Holly and I, and then we're, we're invited to do, there's a Wednesday couples bowling, because usually you have a team of four, usually. Okay. So in couples, it's you only two. Aww. And, well, Holly took this as offense, but the guy's like, yeah, so with your bowling handicap, there's a good chance because we do handicaps, y'all win. <laughs> and she's like, is he saying that we suck? And I was like, shut up, honey, and take it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, actually, we should go because they, okay, I don't know if I should be talking about this on the air, but how do they do payouts? How's that not gambling? I don't know. The the Texas You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah the Texas gambling thing is, is pretty... Uh, uh, the the laws. I've, I'm still trying to figure them out. Maybe one of our listeners is is better tuned in than I am. Because you see, you know, like the Greyhound station. You see, or you know, the stop and rob. Sometimes you see the yeah the no cash payout. But I guess they give you a ticket, and if that ticket happens to you know purple tickets happen to get you this, then you can trade it in for cash. I mean, it's it's just like really low level money well, laundering. Well, it's all I. It's almost like it's bingo. Right. And I like because I was uh I was at talking to these folks that like again when they told me two dollars a bowling game I was like man that's great like because that was my only my only fear of getting into the sport is whenever I wanted to go practice it was going to cost me you know fifteen dollars minimum each each time I wanted to go practice but now it's going to cost me six dollars and what was funny is there's another game they play so there's a game you put a dollar in. I mean, 50 cents and a dollar, depending on which bowling alley you go to. 50 cents. Get that. So there's a game you put a dollar in during the league play. So in league play, at this league, you play three times. You like three different games. Okay. So what it is, you put a dollar in, and you take the last number of your score, their scratch score, not with your handicaps, your, your scratch score, whatever you bowled that game. The After everyone plays their first round, a number is drawn. And if you're that number, you go to the next the next level, and you do the same thing for the next second game and then the third game. So if you if your last number matches the random number zero through nine, you'll win the pot after the third third game. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, that reminds me of the old pinball games. You know, when you'd finish your game yeah. and then you you know whatever your, the last two digits of your score were, they they throw up a random. Yeah, you get a free ball, free play and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, free game if you hit you know your last two yeah. score digits were nine zero or something. Oh, that's pretty cool. So that was interesting, and there's a, a whole world I'm learning. So I know I mean I know Holly's really excited, so that's good because she gets to, it's something we could do together. Are you going to turn the wedding into a bowling? Theme? Well, actually, we talked about uh, like, I, tape I've never the rings on the I've never really flown ball? before. Uh-huh. I, fl- okay. I think total in my life I've flown three times, but uh, I never actually like in an airplane. In an airplane, Just but like I never actually took care of the tickets and did everything. So we're doing the honeymoon deal, and I even mentioned to her, I was like, "Hey, we should uh, bring our bowling balls." Because we got a nice case for it for for two balls and all that kind of stuff, 
And then she's like, well, I don't know. Like, that's probably going to be expensive to put on the airplane because of how, ex- how heavy they are. And I was like, does that really even matter? Like, I figured. And then I looked online. Like, they charge for for each bag. And I think I think we found out if we if we brought it, it would be like forty dollars to bring the bag. And I was like, man, it's kind of crazy expensive, don't you think, mm-hmm. to bring a bag? It's like, can that fit in the overhead compartment? Like, probably. So I don't know. I I really wanted to bring it because I thought that'd be really cool to to bring the bowling balls wherever we travel for our our adventures. So kind of like a bowling ball version of Flat Stanley. What's that? Uh, oh, oh, what's that? A uh... Of the movie with George Clooney with the airplanes up in the air, you know his sister's getting married and they the the sister and her groom to be can't afford to travel anywhere for the honeymoon, so they're asking people to take uh, like a cardboard cutout of them on phone core to other people in America and asking the people to you know take a picture of us at this airport or in Las Vegas and send it back to us, and uh, yeah, you can do something like that. No, Flat Stanley's this thing, the school thing of a couple of years ago. It was almost like Elf on a Shelf, but it's like a cardboard cutout. And Flat Stanley would show up in different places, you know, throughout the world. It's almost like a Where's Waldo where people okay. take I photos. Okay, I know what you're talking about. No, we're not going to do that. Okay. Well, we're going to take a break right now. It's 919 on the dot. But when we come back, we're going to have uh, a couple of guests from Wish. When you wish upon a star, we're going to tell you what Wish means. You want to know? Stay tuned. Balloons and town. the business thrives. My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county public safety, flood mitigation, mobility, and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Stittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star with Thick and Skippy. 925 
on the dot here in the studios. Let's talk weather real quick. It's currently 75 degrees in Conroe. Going to get up to 83. That's it. Thunderstorms expected to start around noon, going for the next few hours, and then off and on throughout the week. So all week long, cloudy, some storms. Highs in the mid-80s, lows in the low 70s. I like that. The official Lone Star weather tree outside lets me know that it's gray overcast with winds coming out of the south at about, I don't know, four or five miles an hour. Any traffic out there to talk about? Give me a second. Okay. So if you're driving a car, you may find yourself in traffic during rush hour areas. As Skippy drags out this bit while Dick looks up the traffic map, I'll just tell you, on 45, it looked pretty good coming into Conroe from the Woodlands. So we're going to take it. You should be at your office already by now. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that strange laugh you heard wasn't just me throwing my voice. We've got uh, Catherine Hearn and... Keith Hearn. Keith Hearn in the studio. I I didn't want to be presumptive on on the Hearn part, so I let you take it. Uh, Catherine and Keith uh, created this group called... Wish the West Side Inclusive Secular Homeschool was. How are you doing this morning? Good. Thank you for having us. Oh, our pleasure. So, well, tell us about Wish. What is it? What's a well, what's a secular homeschooler, and uh, what's an inclusive one, and why is it on the West Side? Well, we live out in Katy. There you go. And so, uh, I know some people out in Sugarland. So, we created this group um, myself and another lady by the name of Catherine. So, there's two of us. Um, we wanted an inclusive group, so we're uh, inclusive of race, color, national origin, religion, sex, gender identity, or expression, sexual orientation, disability, age, marital status, family and parental status, uh, income or military status. I mean, we just wanted anyone. So when you say inclusive, you're not you're not messing around here. No, awesome. we we want everyone to feel welcome. Um, I started homeschooling in 2000, mm-hmm. and um, I could not find a good fit. So uh, it, I tried, and we were in Tennessee at the time, and um, so there just wasn't a, a good fit there. But there's been a lot of growth, and, and then when we moved back home, um, I met more people here, and in 2013, we... Uh, Myself and Catherine, we created Wish. So 2013, so this has been going, you're on your fifth anniversary. Yes. Awesome. That's great. Uh, now, is this uh, literal homeschooling? Do, do people do it at homes? Do you have a central location? Do you guys go online? How, how does it work? Well, um, you know, homeschooling is, is changing. Mm-hmm. So I think there are people who are doing online schools. Uh, myself, I am schooling at home. I may have some classes, one-off classes here and there. Um, I know that uh, we've had some co-op classes in WISH, uh, mostly run by Catherine. Um, but I don't really tell people you have to do it my way because there are so many different ways to accomplish educating your children. And all these different families, they have different needs. And so uh, we're just trying to give them space to socialize. And if we have something in common, common interests, like we want our kids to um, study a certain subject together, then we do that. But other than that, I don't say you have to follow this curriculum. 
you have to do any specific thing. So um, just, you know, you work with us, we'll work with you. And um, we do, you know, park days where we can get together and just kind of in a relaxed atmosphere, get to know one each other. And our uh, my kids have made great friends there, uh, met a lot of interesting people. And we do field trips and special events and just whatever people want to do, they throw it out there and say, hey, I'm, I'm interested in this. And, um, and if someone, you know, says, yeah, I want to do that, then it happens. Cool. So when I was growing up, I'm old, as you can, couldn't tell already. So in my old generation, it was, you know, you go to school. You know, I don't even think we had pre-K back then. It was like kindergarten through 12. You go to four-year college, and that's going to prepare you for the real world. And then, of course, what people are finding out is, you know, I can quote Chaucer in Middle English, but you add, would you like fries with that? It may not. So <laughs> over the years, there seems to be a shift in educational. I don't want to say expectations, but, you know, and I hate buzzwords like paradigm, but, you know, it's, that's how it was back then. You know, if you're not mm -hmm. in school, you're a truant, you go to jail kind of thing. Now it's with homeschooling, with online college classes and, and AP just really becoming a thing. Is that becoming the new norm? Because we've talked about, you know, we, we've had kind of a homeschool last week or so, some some great education on it. So is that kind of growing? Is this going to be the new thing uh, where you have different options? I really think so. I think that um, there are a lot of people who are perhaps not completely satisfied with what they're seeing in public schools. Um, and there's a lot of different reasons that people are homeschooling now. So um, just since I've been homeschooling, I've seen tremendous growth. And um, when I first started, it was very hard to get curriculum that I um, felt comfortable with and that met my needs. And um, so I had to really scrounge around and kind of uh, create what I didn't, you know, wasn't there. There was a lot of religious homeschool material, but that right. didn't fit my needs. So um, I looked elsewhere. And now it's just in the last few years, it's amazing what's out there. I mean, so many times now I will see things and think to myself, wow, that would have really been great <laughs> five years ago right. when, when that kid needed it. So I think that um, with, uh, I, I don't know about Lone Star. I've heard things about Lone Star uh, community college doing a lot for homeschoolers but i know uh, houston community college does mm -hmm. offer dual credit programs um i have had two of my children participate in that and um i know that there's you know, lots of online uh there's something um called out school that people are using and i think it's a class by class where you you know you pay a certain fee for whatever given class you're interested in there's so many options now. Great. And what grade levels do you cover here? What does WISH cover? Um, we, K-5 mm -hmm. through 12. So just regular, you know. Five-year-old kindergarten through 12th grade. Great. Uh, now, another question I, I want to know, because, again, growing up, you, you know, out in, quote, the real world job hunting and stuff, you'd have to have your resume, your CV, and you'd have to show your high school or, you know, what your right. GPA was and stuff. And have you encountered any difficulties in kind of preparing the kids that, you know, when they can go to a job interview to say, you, you know, explain why they're not at blank, you know, PS 132? No, actually, uh, we've gotten very positive responses for all of our children. 
And um, I know my oldest one, he works in manufacturing. He didn't want to go to school, and that's his choice. Um, uh, but he could have. Mm-hmm. And he has not had any issues uh, with that at all. Um, I have one. I've graduated three. So my oldest one is working. My second one is uh, in his junior year at University of Houston. Nice. And he's on scholarship with the um, Air Force ROTC. And then our third son, who graduated just this last um, spring, he's at Houston Community College. And I have one left, a sophomore this year. (laughs) So um, we haven't had any issues with that. They've all had to fill out, you know, resumes and applications and they've all been accepted. So I do a transcript and I, um, you know, you have to do your work on that and I do a GPA and you have to do all of that, you know, to make sure that they're meeting uh, the requirements that they need. Well, one thing I've, we've had a bunch of homeschooling topics throughout the past couple of weeks. And one thing I've been kind of thinking about is where, where's the line drawn as a parent, but also as a business where you're doing homeschooling, but then it's completely shifted to you're going to college. Because in my mind, it's like, all right, so homeschooling is more of a strategy on education. So why doesn't that branch over to the upper education? Go beyond high, 12. Yeah, go beyond you know, senior year of high school? You know, that's, I don't really have an answer for that. I've thought that uh, what people are looking for, and it comes up time and again, is like some kind of stamp of approval, like the accreditation for whatever. But I know that there are a lot of adults out there who are educating themselves. There's a lot of children out there who are educating themselves. So I don't, I really don't know why there's that that step could it be the uh like the comparison would be online because i know you know 10 years ago online college was just unheard of and Mm -hmm. and that would be well i kind of find it I, i find it a little interesting because when you look at the dynamics of what parents face when trying to find a proper education for their kids because i know my parents literally moved where we used to live because of the public school options and they found better options. Right. And so that's one thing to look at. But one thing I, I noticed, I would, I, this is just me kind of understanding because I want to be a parent one day is public school is paid for our, with our taxes, higher education, one way or another, you're, it's, you're paying money to go continue the education some way. Right. You might be have a, like a, a smart child who gets a scholarship but you still have to pay for little things or, you know, it's never just completely full ride. Most, most kids. And maybe that's why the homeschooling hasn't branched yet because of homeschooling really came out as a need for parents who did not like the education from a public school or from like what options were available. But now it's like, you're, you're going to pay money anyway when you go to college. So it's like, there's a lot better options. You have more options, I guess. Does that make sense? It does. So, uh, I mean, I, I guess it's just kind of strange to me, too, just because of the the transitions also got to be strange for the, the child or for the young man or young woman when they hit it. But also it's it's like where where does it end for the education part? Because I know some people who continue their education for the rest of their life. Right. And maybe uh, and that's one thing I'm, I'm kind of interested in folks who've been homeschooled, how they view education. And then also, like, you know, when they're seven years old. How do they view it still and things like that? 
Because we don't have we had a full generation of homeschoolers. Besides old, I'm talking about like before yeah. 1800s and stuff like that. Well, I think there were people homeschooling in the 80s, and it was really um, seen as an extreme uh, thing to do at that yeah. time. Um, but I don't know. I haven't actually looked into any long-range studies myself. Sorry. No, I'm just, yeah, I'm just curious about that because it's kind of like what's the impact it has on a person, and then at the end of the day, is it better? Is it a better option? Because I feel like a lot of the folks who we've been listening to the decision to do homeschooling was a unique scenario with that unique family. If, if I could yeah. chime in. Uh, for us, it's been a way of life. It's, it's not necessarily a thing we do, but it is um, uh, how we approach everything. Uh, everything is a learning opportunity. We uh, have really stressed the importance of teaching our children how to learn so they can go into any situation and figure out how to get out of it. Um, so, um, uh, so stepping into a college situation where the professors are expecting more of a self-directed learning, I mean, they're up there and they're going to give you what their expectations yeah. are. They're going to give you the tools to find it. But as an adult, since you're in college, uh, it's your responsibility to take it from there. Yes. Um, so being able to, uh, uh, have that self-discipline and, and, uh, and, uh, that, undirected learning uh to where the um uh where the student is taking it upon themselves uh to to move their education forward is uh is really what we've tried to instill in our children so that um uh so like i said it's it's more of a lifestyle than just simply a thing we do our our house is a is a school <laughs> the <laughs> amount of textbooks that are everywhere uh the um uh TV programs we choose to watch, the, you know, articles we discuss about, the, uh, um, just, uh, uh, the, the general feeling of our house is, yeah. is all about learning. And it's, um, uh, and, it, and it's helped me as an adult, uh, also, uh, view things a little bit differently as, as we've moved on. Well, that's my ongoing joke with Holly is I can't wait till our like when we have our child and when they go to school because I get to go to school again because I forgot everything. Right, yeah. And like yeah. I have no idea what's going on on the basics of things. So I was like, it'd be really interesting to see it. But listen to you guys, I even, I talked to Holly about it. I was like, what strengths do we see in homeschooling? But then again, we saw, we saw that we both are very involved with our career and I was like, well, we'll figure out when we get there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask that kind of question until we... Well, that does come, come into it because yes. the time commitment has to be there Yes, for that. definitely. It is a commitment and it is uh, consuming. You need to figure out what your goals are and, you know, move forward with that. And y'all today, the options are amazing. There are so many um, companies out there that are offering, you know, it's some kind of like a gym class or an art class. And then there's academics. There's schools that offer like, oh, you know, you can enroll for just one or two classes. If you feel that's not your strength, you can, you know, enroll your child in that. Um, uh, for our kids, um, doing the dual credit through HCC, I had to sign off on um, a letter. Basically, I had to write a letter and say that I felt my child was mature enough to handle being in a classroom with other students, some adults, um, of course, and 
you know, that's part of their college record. They're going to get the high school credit, but they're also starting the beginning of their college record. And so, you know, for better or for worse, I tell them, if this is on you, you know, you have to take responsibility. This is the real deal. And uh, they've stepped up, you know, and like a lot of college students, they've had some missteps too, but uh, it's all been good. It's all been a, a great learning uh, experience all the way around for all of us. Well, why don't we uh, let you talk about Westside Inclusive Secular Homeschoolers uh, a little bit? Because okay. uh, I know if people are listening, they have some questions for you, but I want you to give, give yourself a plug and talk, okay. talk about yourself real quick. So, um, WISH, you know, it's a secular group. It's non-religious. We don't have uh, required a statement of faith that we found in my early search for a group that there are a lot of groups that required a statement of faith and um, so ours does not have that we are a non-religious group um, you can be a religious person and still be a secular homeschooler if that is you know your religion your faith is not the focus of your schooling of, for your children um, so WISH has weekly park days. We sometimes offer classes. It depends on what the members or, you know, their ideas. We've had clubs. I ran a book club. There have been other clubs like gaming or, you know, an art kind of class. Um, we do field trips. Houston is great. You know, we've been all over the place. And we do special events. Like where, where can people find you right now if they're listening right now? Because we have, we have a couple of people on our internet app and stuff like that are at home. Would you have a website or anything like uh, that? We have a Shutterfly site. It's a wish community shutterfly.com. And we are on Facebook. Okay. And um, so uh, where was I? Oh, so our special events. One of the things that I really wanted to do for my kids is have dances. Mm -hmm. so we have a dance coming up. Uh, we have had nine. This is going to be our 10th dance. Um, it's for teens, 13 to 19, and it's from 7 to 11 on October 13th. Um, it's a Halloween dance. Costumes are welcome, but they're not mandatory. It's We're very come as you are, whatever's comfortable for you. And it's down in Richmond. Um, but, uh, you know, we have had people from all over Houston come to our dances. And uh, our usual DJ uh, is Dragon... Dragon's Fire DJ Kim Keltner Miller. She unfortunately was not able to uh, be with us this year. Um, I'm hoping that our next dance she will come back. But we have a new DJ, Hannah and Jordan uh, Dunford, and they are a husband wife team, and they come very highly recommended. So I'm really excited. That's just two weeks away now. So well, that's happening on the 13th. The 13th. And is there an email address or phone number that someone can contact so that when they want to find out more information? So they can obviously hit Wish Community on Shutterfly and Facebook. Yes. Um, if they want to contact uh, about the dance, it's wishdancetix at gmail.com. If they have some general questions about the group, it's uh, wish.group at yahoo.com. Wish not group. All right. Mm -hmm. And um, the wish dance ticks, is that T-I-X or T-I? T-I-X. T-I-X, making sure. Awesome. Well, people, you've been listening to Catherine and Keith Hearn here uh, from Wish, Westside Inclusive Secular Homeschoolers. 
Uh, so they've got a great programs going on. They got a dance coming up. You want to find out more? Go to uh, send an email to wishdancetix.com or let's see, wish dot. What was the other the, the Yahoo one? Oh, wish dot group. Group. Wish at group Yahoo. at yahoo.com. Or check them out on Facebook or Shutterfly Wish Community. It is nine something on the dot here. It's 9.46. Thank you. 9.46 on the dot here. My screen just turned off. So, And you're listening to Dick and Skippy. We'll be back. Spends his days counting in a garage by the moon. My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002 offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. When the New York Times said God is dead and the war's begun. All right, welcome back. Morning's Lone Star brought to you by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Jay Silber for County Judge. It's 9.50 right now. we got another guest coming in. Who's coming in at 10 o'clock? we got Shannon Deets with Hopeful Hearts coming in. They have an event coming up. We're going to talk about that. So looking forward to Shannon. And then at quarter past 10, we got yeah. Izzy Che? Chia? We'll find out when she yeah, comes in. Yeah, with Booklandia. So looking forward to these ones. Yeah. So until then, it's just us until about 10 o'clock. So join us on Facebook, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and, of course, worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. All right. So now we have a little, little segment to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Cool. Uh, you know, they, the news was kind of occupied over the Kavanaugh thing we're still talking about. But actually, we're not going to be talking about that for a while, right? Well, What's the next step in that? Like, they go to the Senate, correct? Yeah, the FBI has been given a week to do yet another investigation. It's okay. not an opening investigation. Okay, okay, so you seem to be knowledgeable about the investigation stuff. So when I saw that it's going to be, like, number whatever, like, it's more eight. than it's more than two. So, <laughs> when, seven so, uh, so when you say there's been eight investigations, does that mean, like, since he's been nominated? Yes. So what are the? why would they do eight? 
Why not just well, do so, one big one? Well, and there, keep there are various levels now. Now, throughout the nomination process, when you're appointed to like a district court or something. oh, so that counted? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as as you get a higher up the level, okay. You so get a this isn't when he's nominated for the Supreme Court. He's been gone through eight his entire career. Well, not you. The upper career, you know, when you what just, is career? Yeah, you, the feds don't like. For instance, our, our dear friend Kristen Bays, who's mm-hmm. judge elect. FBI go through her? No, man. It's but so he's had. Seven relatively recently as he's gone up through the ranks. Okay, so I so I, wanted, I didn't really understand that because I feel like this is all relatively new in the sense of like him being nominated. It's been this year, hasn't it? Like hasn't been going on for yeah for this nomination. So, so but there was more than one because it goes and this is these were federal investigations. Those okay. background well, yeah, check. FBI. I, I watched the X Files. I know what their jurisdiction is. There you is. go. So um, that's pretty great. <laughs> Okay, no, I was just curious, and I know that's what it was going to the next level, and uh, we'll put a a placehold on that one, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that later. I know that Elon Musk got in trouble; he's no longer on the board. Yeah, he's stepping uh, down, having to pay forty million in fines for his loose so, lips. So that was kind of funny. Loose that. lips sink your company, my friend. So a lot of people want to see that guy fail. I don't want to see him fail, but it it's kind of one of those. Watching the High Wire Act, where you really want the person to make it, but the deep, dark Sith Lord part of you just wants something to go wrong. No. I want to drive a Tesla on Mars. That'll work. That's what he's trying to do. You know that, right? Well, not anymore. <laughs> that's the theory. That's, well, that's no. the theory. No, if memory serves, he's stepping on as CEO, but he's remaining chairman, I believe. So he's not, like, giving up everything. Well, no, Basically, that, was, he won't be the public face. That, that was the theory. That's why he made Tesla. Oh, there you go. It because would work. He, he goes, if you go to Mars, what are we going to be driving in? We're not, would, there's not going to be oil. Yeah, no no dinosaur. Or are there? Well, we're not going to be transporting oil to Mars. Right. That would cost a lot more than it needs to be. So he figures. I think it's, it's a great you visionary. A, you need to have an electric car. He's just, he kind of painted himself in the corner as the public face of Tesla with, with going after the cave uh, guy, the diver. Yeah. And smoking a joint on, yeah, it was legal, but it doesn't instill your stock shareholders with confidence right now. And any businessman would know this, businessman or businesswoman. Well, it didn't instill any confidence when you say you're going to take the company private. Yeah, well. That's probably bigger, than, that's probably, that's probably bigger than smoking a doobie. Yeah, as well as so. like flagrantly breaking the law That's pretty funny to say that. So, uh, yeah, Elon, um, I, I don't want him to fail. I would like him to be able to turn this around. And I don't. I, there is no country more forgiving in Amer- than America of people. Okay. So <clears throat> he actually could turn this around. Um, but speaking of Kavanaugh, uh, the Supreme Court started today. It's the, always the first Monday in October is when oh, wow. it starts. And there's a big to do the night before, which was last uh, last night, obviously. But for, it's the first Monday in October uh, is when this multi-month session goes so they're going with eight justices so he can come in at any time you know if in a week if he's confirmed now of course uh, there are some uh out there they're saying well even if he gets confirmed we're going to go after impeachment seems to be the latest battle cry that if you don't like who's in a position you just threaten impeachment we'll see how it goes this could be much like all the investigations on the president right now just ongoing and ongoing and ongoing and and, and hopefully something will churn up I think is the mindset, but uh, but right now, it's like uh, 
I mean, without say, getting on the political aspect of it, but I'm talking about the social aspect of it. It did throw in the forefront. I think Me Too was kind of getting trite. You know, when you hashtag something, that's where it just becomes not as serious. This did throw sexual harassment, sexual assault, believability, presumption of innocence, due process, all of it has kind of been thrown to the forefront with people saying, I believe her no matter what, just the simple fact of, a, of an accusation. And on my jury pool, that was actually an issue with a lot of people on, on the DWI case I had. The simple fact that he was accused of it in court, some people said, I need 100% proof that he didn't do it. And it's like, well, that's not how it works. Uh, so going down. But it's funny because no one wants to talk about Julie Swetnick, who was the third lady. Okay. You know, and so we had— This is like page three of the People magazine well, no, this was Michael Avenatti, who's Stormy Daniels' lawyer. Yeah, he's the one that popped up. So we had Professor Ford, who even the president said is a credible witness, meaning, you know, let's listen. Let, let's see what evidence is provided with the believability, the credibility of the witness. And then there was a second lady, I think her name was Ramirez, um, that ra raised an issue going, oh, I was, I heard about it. First it was I was there, then I was heard about it. But then we have Julie Swetnick, who Michael Avenatti said— the, the CQ, that no one, I believe, took seriously. So that threw it in there. Well, do you believe one but not the other? So there will be ramifications from this, social ramifications, not political so much. Yeah. But no, because pe people are having to answer these questions, friends and family members. I'm well, not saying it's civil war out there. There's huh? an investigation. Right, but here's the thing. You know, the Warren Commission uh, was an investigation into the JFK assassination said that Oswald acted alone. So... Does that mean everyone just said, okay, no. Well, we got to line up our next guest here on Morning's Lone Star, and who is? It's Shannon Dietz with Hopeful Hearts. So we'll be right back. You listen to Morning's Lone Star. Yeah, there you go. That's there you go. You <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Stittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002 offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 
866-766-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. It's 10.01 on the dot. Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. 77 degrees outside. Only another 5, 6 degrees to go for our high. Thunderstorm still uh, expected to mosey on through about 12 noon for the next few hours. Yeah. Bring a umbrella. I left my umbrella at the Renaissance Festival. All day long I carried it, that big honking huge golf umbrella I have that can cover four people easily. And I gave it to the missus. It was like we had to go pick up something. So she and my daughter just kind of sat down and I went and got it we came back we were leaving the renaissance festival we we're in the car driving out she's like where's the umbrella like uh, you took it so someone is enjoying my umbrella right now oh good it's probably gonna rain for the next you know year I know right this will prove that I'm gonna get rained on today <laughs> but anyhow so we're talking about uh new stuff I uh, got local headlines and national ones so you know Facebook did you over the weekend did you have to like log back into Facebook yeah then you got hacked my friend. Oh, wow. Okay. And I did not. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Well, they didn't get anything great. Yeah. No, uh, 50 million accounts got hacked in Facebook. And but this is funny because what Facebook said, well, it sounds like a lot. But really, since we have, you know, well over a billion people, 50 million is not that bad. But it apparently didn't get like credit card information or anything. But it enabled hackers to kind of control the account for a bit. So over the weekend, if you had to uh, suddenly log back into Facebook, that's why. And I didn't have to, so I guess I just wasn't good enough to get hacked. Um, now, here's some news, because I, I will go back, and this is why I think we've been on the air for a year, because you know what today is? Uh, first year anniversary of the Las Vegas shootings. Oh, that's right. And we just started, so we've been going on over a year, my friend. We have, haven't we? Where are my flowers? Where are my chocolates and nylons? I don't keep dates like that. Uh, you better. I remember all my wedding anniversaries and wife's birthdays. So you know that's because you're weird. I am weird. Well, you got to know these things. You never know. But anyhow, yeah. So it's a year later, and I want to kind of flash back a year. Stephen Paddock was the gunman who horrendously killed 58 people, and you said you wanted. You know, we were getting these investigations, and we wanted to know why motivation. Yeah. It's a year later, and there's still no motive. The, the, they've been able to determine. Yeah. And that's the official word. That just, I want to take a moment to remember those people. Uh, yeah, Vegas I was, I was, is going to darken the strip. Yeah, I read, I read that. <laughs> and I wonder if it's going to be timed. Because how did, like, there's not one mega switch, is there? Oh, I'm sure somewhere in, you know, the Las Vegas power company. It's in and the movies. They, they have they, the big well, thing that you pull Well, out. when I read that, I was like, I wonder how long those light bulbs have been running. Because I know in certain light bulbs, they are running and you turn them off and turn them back on. Yeah, a lot a lot of blown bulbs. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested to see. It's a good I mean, it's something that will be remembered in the town mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, then, but Broadway does the same thing. If a Broadway luminary passes, they darken the the marquees and on Broadway for the evening for a bit. So there's that. But yeah, so Dick, you were right cuz back then I was saying, "No, we'll find out." And, you know, there's no way it's a year later. Um, well, if I know anything from the X-Files, is we don't want to know the truth. You can't handle the truth. So, it just people don't want to know it. Well, I think people do. Well, uh, people want to know the truth. People want to know everything. Not everyone has a right to know everything. But there are some aspects of some governments or some agencies that determine if 
we could handle the truth. Like for decades, that's the whole reason behind Project Blue Book, you know, the Air Force on, on UFOs and stuff. Yeah. Oh, the world couldn't handle knowing that, think of the religious implications alone, knowing that there's life on other planets. You know, what what would that mean to most, you know, in the beginning passages? But here's the thing. Superman's been an alien for since the 1930s. We, we dealt with it. The Zack Snyder movies aside, who just, you know, really messed it up. And speaking of which, you know that they are contemplating taking all the, that man of, all the movies thus far, the Suicide Squad and Man of Steel and Justice League, and making them non-canon so they can reboot. What are your thoughts on that? I, I know I, mean, I kind of segued there. I know. I was kind of like, where are you going with this? Uh, I think it's something similar to what they're going to do with Venom. And they're they're basically just hoping something sticks. They're gonna. Have to, I mean, they they gotta. They gotta. They're gonna keep figuring it out. If that makes sense. Oh, I can. You can only. I can handle only so many reboots. I can't. I, the reason why I haven't. Yeah, watched but you're the not their Spider-Man, market. I'm a nerdy white male who's under the age of eighty. I'm. I'm pretty sure their market were kids. Inside. <laughs> I was okay. Is that well, Peter to give you an idea. Complex. I was listening to this in-depth. Uh, review of Titanic and they were talking about the, the numbers it made in the box office mm-hmm. and Fox through their stats by the fifth week Titanic was in theaters girls under the age of 21 have seen the movie twice mm-hmm. in the theaters mm-hmm. and our, our next guest just raised her hand and that that stat really rocked Fox because of how much money they made I think they made they said for the for it's it was, first film to break a billion. No, well, no, I'm not. I'm talking about like they said for I think Jordan. I want to say four months. It made twenty million a week, or something like that. It was mm-hmm. some crazy number. It made at least twenty million a week for four to six months, and they they kind of went down to how did it, how did it, why did it make that money? Because everyone thought that movie was going to fail, and it basically launched Leonardo DiCaprio's like career. As like, and Kate Winslet. And I mean, Kate Winslet. they had their their roles, but, but this was named. They game figured game. out the market of. They had the the nice song mm-hmm. that all the girls loved. Well, yeah. See, for a man film, we get Aerosmith. For a chick flick, we get Celine Dion. But it was. But what was interesting about this was the social obsession with, or the social culture obsession with this. Because mm-hmm. one guy said it probably really like one person said it was a writer from Hollywood put it in a great way is like this is the last of the joint celebrations of culture like kind of like a michael jackson because now since the internet became so popular there's niche celebrations right but that was like the one of the last cultural celebrations the movie spoke to so many like it just everyone agreed everyone went it's just like michael jackson he's like the last of the pop king of pop and everyone liked michael jackson Almost but now now everyone's like oh i like rap i like rock i like you know it's like niches now and uh, with with the Marvel, to go back to your DC stuff, they're going to keep doing it until it works. But one guy even compared Marvel, the the uh, Marvel Universe, Infinity War with the impact of like Titanic and was it wasn't the same. Like it was good, but then two months later, no one cares. Or they're waiting for the next one to see who survives. Yeah, and then like – so it's just kind of like it didn't have that cultural impact, a, a great movie. But also people who make movies, that's what they want. They want to have – they want to make as much money as possible. 
Well, yeah, because well, think of how crappy the original Spider-Man movies were. I got in a big fight with one of my buddies. We're like, oh, that's probably like you know, Spider-Man Two is one of the best comic book movies. Like, no, Tobey Maguire was a horrible Peter Parker, like from the start to the finish, mm-hmm. horrible. The whole the whole series sucked. And but when it goes cross genre, like Titanic, we had you know drama, love story, uh, thriller, thriller, yeah, uh, a lot of people dying. That's that was why, great. Everyone likes a good uh, another big one because um, you know you have like your Twilights of the world. This is if you like glittery vampires. But let's go into uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was cross genre. You had the love story. You had the '30s. You know, Shadow on the Wall kind of movies yeah. there. Uh, humor uh, before that was Star Wars because that spoke to everybody because you had your you had the mysticism of the Jedi you had the the buddy cop movie and then Episode One came out and no one really cared oh, well I'm no just the first Star Wars movies the very first no, I lived that I was 12 years old when that movie came out and I'm telling you, oh, you just we aged breathed yourself, we breathed that movie 24 seven I did indeed. Well, I mean, I think what they're gonna try to do is they're gonna try to make see what works, and Marvel definitely has the formula. Yeah, making, uh, making their stuff working. Listener Bert points out DC is barely breaking even, while Marvel is setting box office records. Yeah. Bert, I hear you, my friend. And I mean, I think it's also something that with the IP and the people in charge of DC, it's you're just going to find the right people to make it because Marvel certainly finds the right people. Because Marvel's been on TV, they've done, they've done basically TV comics, uh, home movies, and th- I think DC's only most profitable has been their cartoons. They've been doing cartoons are all their their CW shows. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they should stick with that. I don't know. There you go. I'm still waiting for Titanic too. Uh, no, it's out. I, I I kid you not. It went straight to DVD. Do you have Titanic in 3D? Yes, I do. Okay, I figured that. I have Titanic in 3D, but no, they actually came out with a straight to DVD movie called Titanic 2. And the shtick is that it's the hundredth anniversary of the Titanic sailing, and some internet billionaire has recreated the Titanic. To, 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 you know, recreate the unit, recreate the voyage. And this time we're going to make it. And what happens is, oh, I'm trying to remember global warming makes uh, an Antarctic shelf fall into the water and it causes a tsunami. So it flips over the Titanic too, like the Poseidon adventure. And every, and, but all the lifeboats can't handle it. It's so bad that it's good because they, they shot it on the Queen, uh, uh, was it Queen Mary? I think in in um, California Harbor, okay, the old, and so you can see rust on, everywhere they're shooting on it. You can see rust everywhere and, and stains, and they're like, "Oh, we just wanted to make it look like the real Titanic." It's like the Titanic was brand spanking new when it sunk. So, Titanic two, check it out. Oh, one of the Van Dyke kids is is the uh, is the hero. I'm not gonna check that out. Yeah, oh, you gotta watch it. Oh, I'm gonna Sorry. make you watch it on Ticket Stub for a Sorry. rewind. Sorry. Yep, gonna do it. Well, it is 10-12 on the dot. We have Izzy Chia coming in from Booklandia. She's going to be our next guest at Quarter Pass. So we're going to take a, a sponsor break. In case you're wondering, you're going to be listening to about Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Jay Stittleberg for a county judge. We'll be back. the and he sends him to the finest school in town. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. 
Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Counting in the garage by the motorway. We're back. Nick, I just realized that for the Ticket Stub, you actually have to bribe people to listen to that show with your ticket giveaway. Oh, uh, yeah. See, they just tune in of their own volition with us. So our show is obviously much better than... The, those sure. ticket stuff shows out there. I'm telling you, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you guys do a rewind movie, a rewind on Titanic too. And our, our guest uh, Izzy Chio is asking me, was it like Sharknado bad? And the primary difference is Sharknado. They knew full well. Basically, three guys got really hopped up on mushrooms or something. He said, "Hey, dude, this well, is have a why shark would you call movie. it Titanic two? Because that was the name of the ship." But like the number two or the TWF? Yeah, Roman numerals. But what they did is that made you think that it was Titanic Part 2. It was great marketing. It went... Well, you saw it. Yeah, because I was... Well, this uh, was back when Blockbuster was a thing. And they knew me at Blockbuster. I could walk in and say, oh, Sean, you want to go check that one out? And I walked in and they said, dude, go to new releases right now. You'll know what we're talking about. And there it was. Titanic 2. Well, apparently it's a real deal. I told you. 
No, like the ship. Apparently there was a legit Titanic 2. When? I'm, I'm, when I'm, it's really bad luck to rename a, sh- name a ship after one that, you know, killed 2,000 people. Yeah, it was, it was announced. Now, people have been talking about it In forever. 2012 by Australian millionaire. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it ever actually got built. Isn't that the same guy that's trying to rebuild Noah's Ark? Oh, probably. I have no idea. No, seriously, there's some guy that's doing the whole, you know, 300 cubits. But once he found out what a cubit was, he started trying to build Noah's Ark. Let's see. I'm looking. You got me interested. And Titanic 2. Well, as you look at it, I'm going to introduce our next guest. I have Izzy Chia here with Booklandia. Good morning, Izzy. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Wonderful. Thanks for being in the studio today. Thank you. Izzy's been nervously eyeing the exit over there, wondering what she's got herself into, but she doesn't know we put super glue in her seat, so she's stuck here for a few minutes. (laughs) So tell us, what is Booklandia? Um, Well, Booklandia is a company um, founded in uh, 2016 by uh, Maceo uh, Cabrera Esteves. Um, she's a Cuban-American um, wonderful woman who really believes in uh, bilingual literacy and increasing uh, the Spanish and bilingual libraries in children's homes. Um, so we've been uh, working together on building this inclusive and authentic Spanish um, and bilingual libraries within children's homes and um, across uh, schools, libraries, and organizations across the U.S. So it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. Wonderful. So... If I if I heard you right, you kind of encountered this. You read about it somewhere, and you contacted the the founder of this. Yes, um, I reaching out to people is not something I'm terribly afraid of. Um, so when I came across Maceo's company, um, I wrote her an email and I said, "I love what you're doing. I really believe in um, bilingual literacy, and it's something that I'd love to be a part of." Uh, so we've been working together since um, about February of this year. And um, as part of my role as a community outreach and sales, um, I reached out to you guys at the radio station, and what do you know? Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Thanks. Happy Monday. You thought it was going to be another dull, boring Monday, didn't you? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> well, you know, one thing I always try, I am not bi- bilingual at all. Uh, I know a few words in other languages, but one thing I always was curious about was with the depth and feeling I get from reading in English and the changes to a language and another language of the same story mm-hmm. or the same scene or whatnot. With this idea, so from what I understand, it's both versions. Yes. Um, what we do, uh, we have two different um, ways to go about the languages. Okay. Um, so we've got um, subscription boxes that we send to uh, children's homes. Um, and you can choose either an all Spanish box, um, primarily if you're native speakers and you want to keep the language alive with your kids. Um, or we also have the bilingual boxes, which is something that um, I feel is, is um, very uh, inclusive, especially for those families who are learning Spanish as a second language. Um, and having those uh, authentic voices, um, these are books written by native Spanish speakers um, and then translate it into English, you really get the both the best of both worlds. Um, we have a lot of dual language programs that really enjoy the books that we provide them um, because, you know, the um, ratio of uh, native Spanish speakers to uh, new Spanish speakers um, is pretty, it's pretty split. So they've really enjoyed uh, being able to see uh, both languages represented in those books. Awesome. Yeah. This is going to sound funny. Uh, those of you who've listened more than one day here know that I'm a Shakespeare junkie. I love <laughs> Shakespeare. 
But when I direct a Shakespeare show, one of the first things I do is I give the cast, tell them to get the No Fear version. And it's a version of a, a play where on the left-hand page, it's the original Shakespearean text. But on the right-hand page, it's a modern translation. And I tell them, read that so you know what you're talking about. But then you go back because then you start to appreciate the fullness of the language. Absolutely. So I think, Dick, what you're leaning towards, like in the native language, is a lot more full. You know, mm -hmm. Shakespeare, if you know what he's talking about, then the words really, his wordplay was awesome. Or if you just do a straightforward Google Translate, you're probably going to lose a whole bunch. You really do. And that's that's sort of the uh, goal with having native um, and, and authentic Spanish voices as the authors. And we really try to push that in our, um, our books that we source. And we source books from all over Latin America, Spain, and the U.S. We work with uh, various publishing houses. And um, we, we just love being a part of it, spreading the importance of bilingual literacy across, across the U.S. Um, it's something that, um, you know, I like to tell, the, I also run um, a bilingual kids club. Um, and uh, one of the things I like to tell the kids is, um, ser bilingüe es un superpoder. That means um, being bilingual is a superpower because you're able to really communicate mm -hmm. with more than just your core group of people. Um, it's something that I like to tell them also. It's, you have doble de amigos. You have two sets of friends. You have twice as many friends when you're bilingual. So um, even for your um, non-native speakers, it's something that um, is beneficial for your children. So. It also gives a sense of pride and accomplishment. Now, Dick, I got to ask, if you use, if you, second language is your superpower, would you use it for good or evil? Would you be the guy that <laughs> walked into a room of people who spoke Portuguese just, you know, not letting them know so you could pick up what they were saying? Uh, I mean, in evil sense, uh, I would try to use it at my advantage as much as possible. Right? Yeah, sorry, you're, you're hitting so, the bottom of the barrel with us, too. That's here. okay. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would definitely use it for both. Whatever, you know, conveniences me. <laughs> I always felt, because I, I'm not bilingual, so I'm, it inconveniences me most of the time. So. Ah, my young friend, you're fluent in Canadian. Don't <laughs> so. sell yourself short. Well, good. And work, it's work never on too it. late get, to learn. Yeah, you get Pig Latin down in a heartbeat, I'm telling you that. We'll set you up with some bilingual books so you can get started with Spanish. <laughs> well, I mean, I think is that kind of also the strategy with the books is to, like you said, to reach a fullness in a language. So vice versa. So if I'm strictly Spanish speaking, and I can re I can get these and do English. Um, it it's 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 not necessarily a um, standalone curriculum. Oh yes, in learning but I meant more of like. But it's more a supplemental. Hey, fine tune um, your craft. Here you go. Right. Absolutely. And you know. We know that the depth of literature, um, especially in English literature, there's so much that you can experience. Mm -hmm. um, so being able to have that in Spanish literature as well, to, to reach that fullness of life that you're talking about, is why wouldn't that be a goal for, um, for a person? So having that available is, is really pretty extraordinary. So where can people find you? Because, I mean, you have a subscription-based service. Yes. So people um, understand that they'll get a book or two, depending on what packages they... they yes. Yeah. So I'll talk a little bit about um, the, the facets of Booklandia. Um, so we have two arms. Um, one of our arms is the um, subscription box service. You can provide... Or we would provide two to three Spanish or bilingual books per box. Um, and this is a monthly bi-monthly or quarterly subscription, depending on your income level and what you can afford. Um, and we go from uh, board books for babies 
all the way up to middle grade readers for your middle school students. So this just this isn't just you know the random picture book that you can pick up on Amazon. These are books that are handpicked. They're curated per box to fit the needs of your family and the language level. Um, and, and that's what we do for the subscription service. Um, the other arm of Booklandia is we provide book sets um, to organizations, uh, nonprofit organizations, hospitals, um, schools and school districts through dual language programs and also libraries. So we work with the counties to um, provide books in the libraries. So uh, that's something that, um, you know, I, I live in Brazoria County, so um, I'm trying to see if we can start getting them some more quality Spanish books. They have a good selection now, um, but it's, it's never a bad idea to increase that as your population uh, changes uh, occur. So this goes from like, as you said, board books for baby, mm -hmm. like, um, yeah, like, um, yeah, <laughs> I was in me familia. I'm just thinking of, you know, something like basic ABCs uh -huh. all the way up to someone reading a full novel. Uh, absolutely. Set. Yes. Um, we, you know, we have some board books that are just, they're primers, you know, you're learning mm -hmm. your colors, um, you're learning your numbers, um, different things like that, opposites. Um, and then you go into picture books. Um, I love the bilingual picture books. That's the current box that we, we get in my family. I have two boys, age two and five. Sounds about um, my level. That's probably why I'd, <laughs> I'd get that too. Those are great because I, we're raising them bilingual. So we, we have to be able to have the English just as much as the Spanish written there. So they kind of know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, my husband does not speak Spanish. Um, I'm the only one in the house that is a Spanish speaker. So. Pressure's on, kids. <laughs> Listen to mom. Yeah. She's going to be telling you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so those would be picture books. Um, and then our middle grade readers would be like chapter books. And, you know, you come across your, well, I don't know what the popular middle grade readers are at the moment, but you look at like Captain Underpants or something like that. Diary of you a know, Wimpy that's Kid. Kind of, Diary of a Wimpy Kid or things like that. Well, look at that in like a, a Spanish, an authentic Spanish middle grade uh, reader books. And you start to get those kids that, you know, that are in dual language programs or that are native Spanish speakers themselves. And they're like, oh, cool. Like I can read about all kinds of uh, the same things that are going on um, in the English books too. And just to keep the language alive. So. Cool. I know Dick's trying to know, how do you say Captain Underpants in Spanish? <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. Oh, uh, Capitan something? <laughs> Underoos? El Capitan de Chones? I don't know. There something you like go. that. Well, see, this is important. You know, if you're going to order this, if I want to learn Captain Underpants oh, in Spanish, I got to know what I'm ordering so I don't get the wrong thing. Well, it, it I don't know if it would qualify for uh, an authentic Spanish voice, but uh, I'm sure there are some um, some fun uh, um, things that can qualify for that. Uh, like romance novels, so I'm not to, you know, to woo a lady. They're, right? How would you like to be the guy that has to translate, like, War and Peace or Lord of the Rings into another language. Well, someone's already probably done. I know, but they wouldn't be able to pay me enough for that. So, Izzy, so for Booklandia, so this is a subscription-based Bring Your Library to You service. This is even good for guys like me that I know precious little Spanish, but I want to, you know, maybe play around with it. Can I, like, try it out? Is it a month-to-month -month thing? Do I pay annually? You can definitely go month-to-month. -month. Mm -hmm. Um like I said, you can choose a monthly subscription um, if that fits the needs of your family. If you're, you know, taking books and you're just like, you know, devouring them with your family. Um, you can also do bi-monthly if that's a little bit more um, uh, 
fit for your family needs. Um, or you could do quarterly as well. They also make really good gifts. I mean, if you think you're going to a baby shower and, you know, I mean, we live in Texas, guys. Like, we live in Texas. <laughs> so, like, having Spanish is never a bad thing in Texas. It certainly so, doesn't hurt. And if you want a unique, fun, interesting baby gift, a Booklandia subscription would be great because you don't necessarily have to handpick the books yourself. You just sign up. And holidays and then, are right around the corner. How convenient. And mm. then they just, it could just get sent to their door. And then they have these beautiful books in their library. Um, and then they constantly remember, oh, thank you so-and-so for that awesome gift. We're getting there some more go. books. Good plug there. So you where know? can people find more information yeah. to, to do this? So Booklandia, um, you can find it online, uh, booklandiabox.com. Booklandiabox.com, okay. Yes. Cool. Um, my name, again, is Izzy. Um, and if you need to reach out to me, you can, um, izzy at booklandiabox.com. And that's I-Z-Z-I-E um, at booklandiabox.com. Also, I'm offering a, a coupon code for your listeners. Look at that. Ooh. Yay. Um, so for our Lone Star Community Radio listeners, we are going to offer uh, a $10 off of $50 purchase um, with the code LONESTAR10 at checkout. Um, so if you'd like to take advantage of that, I'd really appreciate it. That, I hope you enjoy that. <laughs> is that one zero or T-E-N? Oh, it'd be one zero. Lone Star one zero. Okay, yes. we're going to post that, people. I, yeah. I'm going to have to get in on this. This is cool. I'll talk to my daughter, see if uh, we want to go on this journey together here. Might be fun. <laughs> Izzy, thank you so much for being in the yeah, studio. We appreciate it today. Relatively painless on you, we hope. It was painless. Um, once we got the ball rolling, I, I felt pretty comfortable. So oh, I good. appreciate it. Glad to hear it. <laughs> Listen to Dick and Skippy in the morning. It's 1031 on the dot. We'll be back momentarily. Sends him to the finest school in town. Live on. Live on Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture. Learning about how food is grown and produced and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families, Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. 
Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only, is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Hey, hey, welcome back. Morning's Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. It's 1035 on the dot. We were listening to Izzy Chia here from Booklandia, who also off the air let us know it was the Booklandia founder's um, Maceo Estevez, her birthday. So, Maceo, if you're still listening, on behalf of Lone Star, we say, Feliz Compliano. See how good we, see what I did there? Nope. I did it in Spanish, dude. Oh. We could say, Joyeux anniversaire. Good job. Oh, wow. Cool. That's French. Happy Hay Earth Day Bay. That's Latin. Big Latin, but still counts. Yeah? Yeah, it okay. counts. Well, uh, welcome back to the show. We're here till 11 o'clock until the weekly business hour starts. So, uh, yeah, so now it's open-ended. If you're watching on Facebook, make sure to let us know about what you want us to talk about or anything interesting going on in the world. I know the Brett uh, Kavanaugh thing has been you know, controlling everyone's thoughts. Yeah, it's uh, people now. But people now are waiting with bated breath. Is there, there going to be a smoking gun or not? And of course, if they find one, there we go. No more Kavanaugh. It'll be the next person on the list. If they don't, there will be the ongoing. Well, there, it's been hidden and not enough time. We're going to impeach. So it's just one of those things. It's going to keep on going. But Supreme Court people, rest assured, is open for business as of today. They're doing their thing, 
And uh, it'll be interesting to see what's on the slate for the Supreme Court session this year. That is SCOTUS, Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, but moving off of that, uh, nationally, this is interesting. So in Columbus, Ohio, federal agents in a child molestation ring uh, investigation, apparently, forced somebody to unlock their phone using their face, you know, on their iPhone 10. Mm -hmm. Cause that's, you know, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the, uh, um, facial recognition, how it can be handy, but can kind of bite you. Well, that's the thing is they've gotten around the whole, remember in the old days, they'd have to go tell Apple, give us the code and Apple would say no and work its way up to the courts. So well, now they just basically hold the phone up to the guy's face and they found a lot of information on it. Now this isn't Columbus, Ohio, but this was a federal case. So this is something I think that the suspect's lawyer will sue. And I've got to say this, it's going to come out something wrong, will rightfully sue because this is something that definitely falls under expectation of privacy or whatnot. And this is something that could easily work its way up the ranks all the way maybe up to the Supreme Court about the admissibility of, uh, you know, it's one thing because under the same uh, laws, they've been able to unlock phones using a dead person's thumbprint to get information. So, but not, but that person's dead, but this was a very live person yeah. who apparently did not give consent to have his face used to open his phone, but they did it anyway. So I, I just kind of interesting. I like it when a case like that happens because it will work its way up the ranks eventually. And finally, a big shout out to Gurdar Vyas in India, who apparently is going for a world record with his 22 foot long mustache. Yes. 22 feet long. He's been growing this sucker since what? 1985. I saw pictures. He like kind of flung it in the air and it looks like he's flying a kite. I mean, it's just, this is, this sucker is 22 feet long. That's gross. Yeah. Why? Why? That's really gross. Well, I mean, you know, get you on Guinness Book of Records, I guess. Well, do you know anything that's going on locally? Because I know some things are going on I do. On Let's talk about locally. What kind of events we got coming Well, we got up? several things going on during the week, folks. Uh, on Wednesday, the third uh happening in downtown conroe at the owen theater the conroe cbb is inviting everybody to come to a texas music friendly town hall meeting i think the the city of conroe and also conroe cbb are trying to promote friendly venues and friendly ways to get music involved in the city of conroe so that's what's happening uh happening tomorrow is the national night out it's a 35th anniversary if you didn't know that with police community uh, they want you to come out to the Target parking lot over on I-45 and Highway 105 between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. tomorrow with uh, your family. And that includes free hot dogs, chips, all that kind of stuff. There's going to be activity booths, police officers, uh, the mobile incident command center, fire trucks. It's going to – I mean, that, if your kids like that kind of stuff, that's a perfect way to go and get them to have a good experience, especially you get to meet the officers and see what's going on there. And uh, if you have a warrant out for your arrest, probably wouldn't be going – <laughs> but, uh, well, now do know that I believe it's still happening, the warrant roundup, which means right now, I believe, call the county court from a payphone, uh, county clerk, uh, that there's an immunity going on. That if you have a warrant out for your arrest right now, you can go get it taken care of basically at cost. No court fees, you know, just discounted rates, and it's off your record. Because the second it's over... They're going to start, you know, hitting people in their offices and homes and yeah. stuff and taking you in. So, and I believe it's running out soon. If it hasn't already, it's going to be just a couple of days. Uh, what another uh, thing that's running out of time for, registering to vote. 
you have another eight days. You have till October 9th to yeah. register. You'll want to do this. This uh, hot button top politics going on here in Montgomery County. We got road bond issues. We got mud issues. We got animal shelter issues. We've got political issues. We've got all, just all kinds of stuff. Well, it's interesting to find out that Commissioner uh, Precinct 3 Commissioner James Nowak has taken over kind of the oversight of the uh, of the shelter. I think you listened on. to the show and saw, I think so. and saw that my advice to anyone taking that up is either going to use it for their political gain or they're going to be burned. But it seems like an easy, an easier overtaking than something. Else. Well, to to lessen the capacity, they're offering free uh, adoptions right now. All fees are being waived to to help out. They, they got several taken care of. Uh, you know, do what it takes. Of course, every animal that leaves the shelter will be spayed or neutered. So you know, nothing else that that that's helping stem the tide, as it were. But, yeah, so lots of issues going on. You want to register to vote. You want to know who and what you're voting for. Uh, so October 9th, eight days, a week from two tomorrow. Uh, Shenandoah City Council's been having some meetings about discussing putting a, an underpass at the intersection of I-45, Feeder Road, and Research Forest, or Tamina on the other okay. side. And apparently uh, this is the worst intersection officially in the woodlands and the second worst intersection of Montgomery County. I'm presuming here at 105 is probably the, the worst. Not sure. But definitely, and I've been stuck on that that intersection, that a lot of Shenandoah residents, and it's not a huge honking town, but still a lot of the good percentage of the residents aren't fans of this underpass um, you know, instead of an overpass, basically digging underneath. Yeah, kind of like what they did with Kirkendall in 1960. Kirkendall 1960, uh, ni- uh, 1960 and I-45, same basic premise. So if you're a Shenandoah resident or in the area, do know that there are uh, studies being done about that as well. Uh, about almost 300 people showed up for the incorporation uh, public forum for the Woodlands uh, last week. Uh, Gordy Bunch spearheaded this uh, public forum with discussion okay. about... Uh, concept of incorporating the woodlands a lot of pros and cons and a lot of questions were answered uh i, I think more than 300 people want to know about this but it, it's still going on and um bad news the annual texian heritage fest in montgomery has been canceled it's been um, a lower attendance has been going lower and lower so what's it called the annual texian heritage fest okay you know from the early days of texas yeah you know, there were texians and there's a Heritage Fest with, you know, recreations and history and stuff. And unfortunately, they just felt that, you know, attendance has been dropping. Um, I got to say, I've never been myself, so it's hard to bust at people for not going. But I wish I had gone now. I guess you don't appreciate what you got till it's I've gone. I've gone several times. Have you? Now, uh, Craig Campabella, our, our local artist who, who does wonderful bronze work here, didn't he? He's got like a statue called the Texian. And, and, I think he's he's a key part of the Texian festival. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, because I know the main issue I know they were facing over there at the festival was the the property around where they usually have it was being developed. Mm-hmm. So every year there was a new challenge of like setting up. Like I, I remember one of the biggest draws was the cannon fire, and you could you know they they would bring out the Republic <laughs> of Texans like army whatever the, the reenactors, mm-hmm. but they couldn't do their reenacting. They couldn't do the gunshots. I heard about the cannon because not. they built they built this residential area right next to it, 
So that became kind of like, well, we're not going to come out there if we can't shoot our cannon. And uh, so that kind of... Yeah, lost. don't tell a man he can't shoot his cannon. Yeah, especially here in Texas. Um, but yeah, I remember that being an issue after they started selling off the land around it. Because now there's like a putt-putt course took over across <laughs> the street from it. Shoot the so cannon parking into the was window. cut. And then, yeah, I mean, because I remember the first time, I think it was like four years ago, we did a live remote out there and it was packed. But then now there's like zero, like there isn't a lot of places to park mm. and all that kind of stuff. So Well, sad. Uh, maybe it'll come back one day. Um, kind of in <laughs> education news, uh, Magnolia West High School student, who should remain nameless, uh, got thrown in the pokey for, uh, got booked in jail for making a terroristic threat. Apparently this young individual male showed up uh, busting the dress code was getting chastised or disciplined for it and apparently made a, quote, terroristic threat. Now, I'm presuming that means he told the teacher, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to blow up your car, or something something like that. Don't know if that... I'm not a fan of zero tolerance in any way, shape, or form. It's just that way dragons lie. I think it's just... I think zero tolerance is their only way in schools to have, you know, just to get over the event. Yeah, but, I mean... Zero tolerance I mean, also includes a kindergartner chewing a Pop-Tart in the shape of an L and going pew pew and getting expelled they don't want to deal they don't want to deal with the insight they just like hey just yeah because i mean the only i mean if if you look at it in reality that's the only way to get to like to go forward because somebody's going to complain about something Mm -hmm. and then but if you tell if you tell a group of people zero tolerance then you can't really argue with it true but think about i mean this kid's a high school kid now uh, of course you can be Oh, no. Four years old and be pure evil. I mean, I get that. But to be arrested on terrorism suspicion charges, or, or this goes with you forever. Well, I know. But I'm just saying, like, that's that's why I felt that when people say zero tolerance, that's why they say that. It's because they don't want to deal with the time it takes to actually figure something out. But even Dick and I, we can't commit to, uh, if the weather report says 0% chance of rain, we say 1% because I, I can't commit to 0% anything. Or 100% anything. So there's that. And finally, to make up for the annual Texian Heritage Fest being canceled, uh, on October 6th, it'll be the third annual East Texas Fire and Ice Festival, uh, sponsored by the East Montgomery County Improvement District. Uh, Third annual, lots of great stuff going on. Uh, I'll put this website on our uh, show summary, but if you go to emctx.com, which is eastmontgomerycountytexas.com slash festivals, you find out all the well, information don't forget, there. On the west side. It's Oktoberfest for beers, etc. Happening at 10 a.m. in the historic downtown Montgomery. So if you're on the east side, go to the East Texas Fire and Ice Festival. But if you're on the west side, go to Oktoberfest. <laughs> and where the uh, funds raised at Oktoberfest will go help. I think she's help. actually going to be on Margie's show today. Really? That's yeah, so cool. Probably with the bear. What was the bear's <laughs> name? Of Rudolph, Randy. Yeah, Rudolph. That sounds like a good bear's name. No, it was Ran- Randy. I think. I think it was Randy. It was an R I name. Know. I was just. I know you don't pay attention like me, but. Uh... <laughs> well, there we go. So I kind of blitzed through the local news there, and uh, we talked about Girdar's twenty foot too long mustache. So I'm headlined out right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the movie industry had a weird opening. They had uh, Night School, Smallfoot. Uh, and then they had uh, Hellfest open up this weekend on the national Hellfest. It sounds like they just throw all the spaghetti on the wall in a monster movie to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so that's not really exciting to talk about. I didn't even know anything about 
uh, night school until I saw a thing on social media about the, the main dudes were promoting it. So it's like it's a Kevin Hart movie, and I was like, I'm kind of surprised Kevin Hart isn't like usually when he's in a movie, it's like in Kevin your face. Hart. But uh, yeah, it made it made some money this week. It made twenty eight million dollars. Cool. So yeah. Well, there we go. So what movies do I want to see coming up? You? Yeah. I have no idea, man. No idea. What are you going to talk about on the ticket stub this week? You going to flashback to Titanic two? I haven't really decided what I'm going to watch yet. Titanic two. So watch it. No, I'm not gonna watch, watch that. It. Watch it, no, dude. I dare you. Come on, I watch. I watch your well, movies. You know, let's let's go ahead and just wrap up the show since you're gonna put me in that corner. I'm. I, so. Nobody puts dick in a corner. But I want to let folks know tomorrow is gonna be a replay. Uh, we are out of the studio, and yeah. So if you want to check out past shows, don't forget to visit us on slash mwls Today was a great show. Thank you to all the guests who came in, and don't forget you can uh, book Landia. She gave a little promo code for you folks. Visit them on booklandiabox.com, and if you do Lone Star 10 on the checkout, you get $10 off a $50 purchase. So that's Booklandia. So thank, thank you to those folks. And, uh, Sean, enjoy, the, enjoy tomorrow. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you more. We'll be back Wednesday, folks. So uh, enjoy the rest of the day. we got great shows coming up on Lone Star Community Radio. Uh, happening next is going to be the Weekly Business Hour. Following the Weekly Business Hour will be Counterculture News with Margie Taylor and then, of course, Nerd Thug Radio. And then afternoons Lone Star, and then Lone wow. Star Country Nights. Full day. So there you go. I'm going to tune in. Yeah, you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. Brought to you by Clean Swoop Office Cleaning, Connor Coffee, and Jay Silverberg, or a county judge. Yes, folks. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Boy. He was born upon.